Georgia Dow is a therapist, but she's not your therapist. This show should not substitute a personal consultation with a professional. Like, we're about to start the show, and I'm emotionally devastated. Uh, Steptoe Tollhouse has died. Um, you know, if you don't know who he was, he was um, the head of enforcement at Xbox. So a long time before I was working on harassment, and when podcasts were barely a thing, he was head of uh, user safety at Xbox, and he was fighting for some really, really strict one-strike-and-you're-out policies uh, around harassment on Xbox Live. Um, and this is just, this is, this is hugely devastating. He's one of the people in the game industry that just everybody knew and everybody liked. I mean, did you, did you, I, you probably didn't know him personally, Steve, but you knew his reputation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was like the, one of the two names from like the early Xbox days that I remembered other than Major Nelson, who I believe is still there. And he's, he's not, you know, he's probably about my age, I would imagine. So you know, whenever whenever someone who's around your age passes away, anyway, it's kind of yeah. He was really young. Can can I tell a personal story yeah, about go him? Ahead. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. The the last time I saw Steptoe, this was at um, I did a book. I think it was last year, maybe two years ago, uh, called Women in Tech. Like we literally wrote the book on women in tech, and he was the MC at our launch party. Uh, you know, in in Seattle, and you know. I met him beforehand, and he was so compassionate and so sharp and so dead on on the issues of women in tech. And I'll I'll never forget talking to him after our book launch party. And, you know, he really – I think this is okay to say since he passed, but he really opened up to me about – how frustrated he was at Microsoft to not really committing to stronger enforcement policies. Something I've heard from women in the game industry since is there are a lot of people that believe we could have like stopped this gaming culture monster from becoming what it is. uh, If like we'd all committed to what Steptoe wanted back in 2004. And I just think this is, a really yeah. huge blow to the game industry. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's someone who built up, you know, the current, you know, he was responsible for like what we have now in Xbox live and he's and and he's gone way too soon. So that's, that's really, it's really sad. Um, yeah. Is he's there a good person that, too. That else that's at Microsoft that you think can continue the mantle to that? Or do you think that this is going to cause a huge setback in dealing with diversity and inclusion. Well, he left, right? Like well, he wasn't he had still left. Yeah, he, he had left, left like after yeah. seventeen years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would. I have. You know, he's passed. So it's probably okay to say this. 
I personally believe that a lot of the reason he left was because he didn't feel backed up by Microsoft's um, policies. I think he kind of felt, uh, I think they were pursuing user growth and it got to a point where he wasn't comfortable with that, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, I think, um, I, I think two things need to happen here. I think, you know, Microsoft can honor his legacy by, you know, really looking at some of the policies he fought for. I, one of them was a voice scrambler on Xbox Live that would just, um, it would let women, like, just make their voice sound, um, you know, like, agender. Uh, so they couldn't be harassed yeah. online. And Microsoft took that away. Um, you know, also the one strike in your out policies, uh, when you would get banned on Xbox Live, they would actually post what you said and what you did on public forums for everybody to hear oh. and look at it and see. Oh. And that's something that changed. That's, uh, that actually could, could cause change. Oh, it yeah. could. It could. It was yeah. a very good policy. Yeah. And then send it to your mother, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing that is really important is when you think about online harassment, you know, you think about me and Nita Sarkeesian, Zoe Quinn. I would like for our listeners to remember Steptoe, too, because he was a real he was onto this early and he fought a lot of battles in the boardroom for us. And um, yeah, just don't let that be forgotten. Well, if if we have any more information, I'll put I'll put links in the show notes um, for this episode. And if you know, I'm sure there will be some place to donate, um, you know, in his memory that you know we can we can find out and we'll get information in the show notes if it's available when we put this up. And um, oh, I guess we should also mention that Mike is off, um, you know, off at the dog park tonight. So um, he he's uh, spending time cuddling his puppies, but he will be back oh, next week. So amazing, yeah. Um, so we should, we should talk, um, about Wolfenstein because it's the the Wolfenstein, the the sequel to Wolfenstein, the new order is coming out, which has gotten a a fair amount of press given that it's, it involves, uh, Nazis having taken over America, which is, uh, you know, a little bit, I I don't think it's quite the escapism I'm looking for in a video game, but it's, (laughs) but it's, it's something that's uh, very timely and they've actually kind of taken that. They, they, they were designing this game long before anything happened in, in recent current events, but. Becomes really fitting though. Yeah. Well, they've definitely leaned into it um, on Twitter and they, they put a, a punch a Nazi video with in-game footage out and, and stuff like that. And, and so it's, Brie, you're, you're actually doing it's, something pretty interesting with, with the yeah, game, Yeah, you're doing right? something a little bit cool about this. Maybe <laughs> Do take, you think so? Well, I don't, Do you when, think so? When, it's sad when punching a Nazi is, is controversial. I'm well, just going to say yeah, that. Well, that's a sad, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> it's like you look at the comments on some of these things. And, and, I, you know. I want to swing back around on that, Georgia, and ask you some questions. Because I, oh, I do God. think about this because yeah. I, think, I, I think for your own psychological health, it's good to not like think a lot about committing violence against people. And, that you that know, is fair. Yeah. That is fair. But right. it's game yeah. violence. It's not real violence. Right. Like I've right, killed right. many an orc in my day. But if I saw <laughs> yeah. a real orc. I freed them, actually. I didn't. I didn't do yeah. any damage. I freed them. <laughs> uh, if I saw a real orc, I would just, you know, give it a hug and yeah. go, let it go on its way. 
Right. You would accept that orc for who they were in their heart. But um, <laughs> no, no. Um, what, are, what are you doing with Wolfenstein, Brie? I'm just, I'm just saying, like, orcs uh, Orcs should be yeah. proud of their uh, heritage, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Orcs are people, too. Well, that's that's my message. Pain. They were born in pain. It wasn't easy. Right. It was very difficult for them. Uh, so <laughs> what we're doing for my campaign is, you know, something I tell myself every day is I can't win if I don't take risks. Uh, so what we're going to be doing probably Monday, in fact, I'm 99% sure Monday, is we are going to go live on Twitch and we're going to hold an online fundraiser while I'm playing through Wolfenstein. And, uh, you know, please, Disruption listeners, Please tune in, follow us. We'll have a link to where it's going to be in the show notes. Uh, but, you know, this is this is like we're going to try it two ways. The first time I'm going to play through, I'm just going to try to talk it out with the Nazis and compromise with them while I'm playing the game. And we're going to see now, how that now, goes. How do people yeah. donate, yeah. Bree? Uh, well, we'll put a link in the show notes. It'll be up on uh, Twitch. But basically, there's a, a link that you'll go through. And, you know, if you want to commit to uh, you know, a candidate that loves playing video games and uh, also loves uh, chainsawing robot Nazis, uh, <laughs> please, please, please do uh, now. Now, can they, like, subscribe, like, if you get past this many levels that, like, it'll be, like, $5 oh, per level? And I then like depending that, on Georgia. how well you do, then... Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or or I like can that. now can, I like that. or can, if they no, I don't I don't know if this is like a campaign regulation thing, but like so Twitch has like the cheers thing where yeah. you can buy their in their in site currency and then cheer mm. for you and then that's like a donation. Can you take campaign donations that way? <laughs> is there any lobbying Twitch lobbying oh, rules? Gosh. Yeah, actually, I could not do that because okay. I'd really? have to get their information. So Brianna Wu, the private citizen, could. Yeah. But no, not my campaign for campaign event. Okay, so, so just cheer well, in the privacy yeah. of your own home. Don't cheer in Yes, it. yes, yes. <laughs> cheer and but, watch Brie and then donate to her campaign. Yeah. But, I mean, there's a wider issue here. Steve, something I think about all the time when Wolfenstein comes up yeah. is how you talking about how, you know, hearing somebody speaking Yiddish really meant a lot to you in the first Wolfenstein. I mean, do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So there was an article that that came out today, and I, I haven't played the game yet. Um, but uh, from well, what can't. I'm reading, you can't. It's not out. It's yet. not out yet. I, I, I <laughs> right. honest, yeah. honestly, I'm. I when I do play it, it'll be on the Switch, which isn't going to be till till the spring because that's how I play games now. So sure. I'm not even really paying attention to it on the PlayStation because I know if I buy it, I won't play it. So um, and and Mario Odyssey is coming out tomorrow anyway. But um, but in, in any event, so. Apparently, they've they've kind of there's been an allusion to whether B.J. Blazkowicz is Jewish himself or not, and the creators of the original Wolfenstein game, like the one for the the 386 back, you know, in the Commander Keen days, uh, had said that they had it in the design documents, but it wasn't ever put as part of the game's canon, and apparently they make a reference in game one of the the other characters makes a reference to the fact that a bigot uh married a polish jew to get at her business and and bj is their son and so they're actually for the first time canonically uh making judaism part of bj blaskowitz's background which is is amazingly huge 
because yeah. there's not yeah. there's not been a Jewish protagonist in any any game other than there was that one weird point and click game that starred the rabbi like 10 years ago. I forget Ooh. what the name of it was, but other than that there really hasn't been like a Jewish protagonist. There have been Jewish side characters and you know, I talked about the one that was in the first Wolfenstein who was the uh the refugee from the concentration camp uh Set Roth, but not not an actual protagonist and and not only a protagonist but a protagonist who is not like a, a stereotypical victim, but someone who's actually an active participant and not waiting for other people to rescue him. So and we're, I, like, we have to kind of, I guess, take away like the X Men games, then. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, because yeah. Magneto, Magneto, yeah, Magneto's not exactly the, villain, the hero though. of the piece, Georgia. <laughs> well, okay, I might be, I might be on the other side of that, but okay, fine. Uh, oh, you fine. would, you would root for Magneto. You, I bet you rooted for Cobra Kai and the Karate Kid too. I tell you, it's hard for me not to root for Magneto. Yeah, I mean, like that scene in uh, X Men: Days of Future Past when he stands up, he's like, "Where were oh, yeah. you, Charles? Oh, yeah. Where were you when they were slaughtering us all?" And yeah. like, my blood starts pumping, and I'm mm-hmm. like, "Cause I gotta tell you, if yeah. like I'm a mutant and that goes down." I'm probably going to side with Magneto. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> he's very with you. charismatic. So, you have to say yeah. he's charismatic, yeah. and you can understand why he feels that way. I'm just saying. Yeah. You can understand his stance and, and his yeah. experiences as a Jew in the Holocaust. You know, informed the rest of his story and and why he's you know not trusting of non mutants after that after you know surviving the concentration camps but again that's yeah. also it's it's not great to only have villains and nebishes as you know the jewish characters in video games and and less so in films but um so but you know be, and especially because bj blaskowitz is not like a character who's just in like this you know, side game that a couple people have played. He's he's actually a main character, and, and I feel like we talked about this with Samus, you know, a long time ago too. Um, but he's a character that lots of people have played as, and right. now it's someone who they identify as a strong character. Who now it turns out is actually Jewish canonically. So that that means it does really mean a lot. And the original Wolfenstein game already meant a lot to me, just in terms of Jewish representation. So. I'm I'm really happy that developers decided to do this. I guess I guess what I would say about uh Blaskowitz and you know, Steve, some of what I think is important about our show is like, you know, asking questions in an honest way. I mean, to me, we, we had a discussion before the show and I'm like, Well, isn't it obvious he's Jewish because it's Blaskowitz, you know? And you're like, No, it needs to be delineated out. Um, can you tell me why that is so I can understand it? I, I mean, I think that it's it, it's it makes a difference that there's no ambiguity. You know what I mean? Like it's not it, it, it's it's good that the developers have said that that's something that they intended to include, but it's yeah. always kind of like, well, they could say that after the fact. I mean, this conversation was like 15 years after the original Wolfenstein came out. And and even right. then, mm-hmm. they're not the same creators of the current games. So they can say whatever they want after the fact. It's nice that they say that. But in, with them actually putting that canonically in the game, there's no there's no doubt, right? And, and it's yeah. also something that uh, people who are mistrustful or, you know, or hate Jews can't dismiss, 
because right, it's stated. It's it. specifically stated in the game. So if you mm-hmm. are someone who is afraid of Jews or hates Jews for whatever reason, this is something that is. I mean, granted, you're probably one of the same people who's yelling at the the ads about punching Nazis on Twitter. Right. <laughs> but right, but right, I mean, right. it, it you know it 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 it's something that at least can start a conversation, right? In a way that a, a developer comment on Twitter you know, years after the fact, really can't. So one of the reasons I'm really looking forward to playing this game is uh, the story in it, you know, it's not just a comic book movie about punching Nazis, but it really, the storyline goes into uh, the the Americans that allied with the Nazis and threw gay people into the jaws of the machine, threw Jewish people into the jaws of the machine, you know, threw black people into the jaws of the machine. And it really looks into that complicity. Um, and like I said, I haven't played it yet, or at least not for 90 minutes while I play it. But, um, you know, like, I think that's a really important theme here, like the the people that kind of enabled it. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, I mean, you even see that now with, you know, the whole, I don't want to get into politics, but, you know, certain people in the administration who are, who are, who are Jewish and are still enabling things. Um, But, you know, and that, and that happened in, even there were Jews who, who aided the Nazis in World War II as well. And, you know, that was a famous part Mm -hmm. of, uh, they thought that they were, you know, helping themselves when they were just kind of delaying the inevitable, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But the, I mean, the the New Order also had a lot of really good, um, a, a, re- a lot of really good women characters. They had a lot of really good um, representation of disabled characters in a way that still made them strong contributors to the story. You know, it's it's a game that I don't I, I don't necessarily want to play again, just because it's emotional. But at the same time, like it it tackled stuff that. I was surprised to see in in a modern video game and and oh. did it in a really in a really mature and thoughtful way. And yeah. I'm I don't want to say I'm looking forward to what they do in the new game because I, I'm you know, I'm not sure that I'm going to enjoy playing it necessarily. You know, I there's a difference between appreciating it and, and enjoying it. You know what I mean? But um, right. but I, I think that the. The, the writers of that game have really proven that they can tackle difficult subject matter for all of the, you know, over the topness of the of the ad campaign. The actual story itself is uh, is in good hands. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, Georgia, this is the stuff I love to talk to you about on disruption, like ethics and what's like really healthy for you. So, you know, something I really struggle with, and I'm going to be more honest with you guys, I should probably be since I'm running for office, is a lot of the, the discussions we're having right now about punching Nazis. Um, like, you know, like people like Richard Spencer, they're real white supremacists. And just being honest with you guys, I really struggle about over this issue because, like, as a public figure and someone running for Congress, I cannot be inciting violence against groups. It is just wrong. It's evil. You can't do it. At the same time, like, it is a matter of, you know, historical fact 
that in the South, something that was really, really effective was when white supremacists came into town, you did have people that showed up and beat them up and ran them out. Like this is, if you look at the beginnings of where the hood came from, that's part of it. So I, as a public figure, I don't want to be condoning violence and I really don't know what else to do other than to just not comment when like people like Richard Spencer get punched. I mean, do you, you guys have any thoughts about that? Like the violence isn't going to stop this. It it doesn't. And we've seen through the times that it hasn't for all people that have ever converted from being part of a group that hates another group of people. It is across the board. um, Someone's kindness that opened up their mind um, to seeing a different way. Um, There's a beautiful video out of one. uh, I believe he was a white supremacist who uh, came out to a town and there was a huge group of people spitting uh, and throwing things at him and kicking him. And uh, one man, uh, I forget his name, uh, but I'll I'll try to find the link and and put it in so other people could see it. Um, And he was black and he came up to him and he said, why do you hate me? Why do you hate me? And the man wouldn't answer the question and just turned his head away. And he finally said, you know what? You are just upset and you need a hug. And he hugs him. He hugs him. And uh, the man looks tearful. And then he says really quietly underneath his breath, I don't know. And so... Like, if we really do want to change people's opinions, we have found in the scientific studies that things that create groups of people that hate others, and this happened very effectively through Hitler's time, and again, we see it happen over and over again through history, is fear. So we have found that the fastest way to stop someone from hating on another group of people is to reduce their feeling of fear. And you can see that happen in politics all the time, that they use fear in order to control people. And so when people feel safe and comfortable, they are much more difficult to control and they are much more open to people's differences. When people feel frightened and worried about their own safety, uh, that is when we will give up our money, uh, privacy, and our rights in order to become safe again. It's a primal reaction to that. And so, um, you know, it punching people is, is not going to help that. I, I don't know if this game is actually going to do any good in that way either because it still separates us. It, it takes the courage of a few uh, to bridge the gap. I, I, I really hear what you're saying, Georgia. And, you know, something, something I've really been studying lately is I've been trying to work on my, um, you know, my um, my quality of being you know, charismatic and one of the books I've read on psychology is like it's a lot of it is how you make people feel like if you right. make people feel positive constantly they're going to love you yeah. and you know um, something that I've really been struggling with on the left is how I think if you look at our Twitter conversations I, I, I just it was like this light bulb moment that you know calling guys out on their terrible behavior it sure feels good and there are a lot of them that need to hear that but i do think it's true that like there's um 
there's a negative energy that's associated with that. But I'm also not naive enough to believe that like you can love a white supremacist or a transphobe or a homophobe or an anti-Semite all the time. I mean, I do believe in the law. And I think that like, you know, when you have people that are committing violent acts, I think the, you know, the, they need to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. And I do think we need anti-discrimination laws for all kinds of people. Um, and I, I do believe that. I don't, I think like just love is like a, a blanket solution is kind of a naive answer. But the, the thing I've come to with a lot of this is so much of the time, Georgia, it's not about what's just, it's about what's best for Brianna Wu as a person. And it's a challenge sometimes. It's a challenge to like push through your anger at a group and try to forgive them. It is so hard and I won't pretend that I'm good at it all the time, but I know that's what's best for me to be living my best life, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 And I I think that you're right. We, We do need laws also to protect people. And to ensure that people are safe. Um, and, and you're right. I don't think that, uh, you know, it's, it, love is always going to be the way and it'll always shine through. And for every single person, um, that will be the case. Um, what we are pretty sure about, though, is that um, anger and hatred doesn't work, though. And yeah. uh, so hopefully we can find some midpoints and keep people safe through that process. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's there's a really, really good article that came out of a tw- of a tweet storm by Yonatan Zunger, who used to work for Google and about what Nazism is and why it's important to keep it in check and where where the punch a Nazi theory comes from. And, and his I'll, I'll link the article. It's good to read the whole thing. Basically, the two the two points that he makes is one that it's. Nazism is something that is manageable in small numbers, but as it starts to gain followers, then ba- then it, it it snowballs basically. Yeah, and so the the idea of that there are some people who you're just never go who are just dedicated to the cause, and their their hate is deep within their soul, and you're never going to do anything to to change their minds. And then there are other people who are on the fringes. And those are the people who uh, it, it needs to basically the idea. And I'm not saying I agree with it or disagree with it. I'm just saying that the idea of it is that there needs to be some sort of a cost to having that belief system. That and that cost might deter some people from going one for, from going over to the dark side, as it were. Now, once there's enough people that are there, that ends up being counterproductive. Yeah. And and so and then once the authorities start don't back you up, then it, it starts becoming uh, it it starts enabling you know converting more people to the cause and it dissuades. Huh. So it's a really good article. I'll link it in the show notes. It's it's worth reading. Um, but ultimately, I think that I, like I don't I don't necessarily agree that violence is the answer. But there being a cost to you know to to identifying as a Nazi. And it, that it's not just something that you do for fun or for the lulls or whatever. I, I think there probably is something there. I think that you know, outing people like they did at the at the rally is pretty, was probably a more effective way to do it, so that there can be more of a social cost there than a yeah. physical cost. But I, I do mm-hmm. think that you know it needs to be counter. It needs to be countered while it's still at these levels before it becomes 
something that can rise to what ended up in Germany. I think that's yeah. that's that's a fair statement. I think that's where we are too, Steve. Yeah. I think that's really well said. Um, yeah, God, yeah. It's, I just realized I probably need to read a book on the history of the Holocaust to kind yeah. of think about where we're going, and that's really yeah, scary. yeah. So, I mean, there, the, um, everybody yeah. hears about what happened in during World War II, and not enough people learn about what happened between thirty three and thirty nine. Yeah, so there it is. Yeah, um, let's do a sponsor and let's get to a happier topic like bashing Google. Let's do it, please. Right. So on on, on that happy note, this episode of Disruption is brought to you by Squarespace. Uh, enter the offer code Disruption at checkout to get ten percent off your first purchase. You can make your next move with Squarespace, who lets you easily create a website for your new idea. They have you can get a unique domain. You, they have access to all kinds of beautiful templates. And all a lot more features that you're going to want to check out. Maybe you want to make an online store or a portfolio or a blog. Squarespace is an all-in platform that lets you do just that. There's nothing to install, no patches. They take care of everything. You just put content out and then get it out to the world. And they have award-winning 24/7 customer support if you need any help. Um, you can. They'll help you get a domain name so you can make your site your own. And everything is beautifully designed. Like I'm, I can't draw a straight line, and I got a site up with Squarespace that looks much better than I could have done on my own. So I, I can tell you that if I can do it, you can do it. Uh, Squarespace plans just start at $12 a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com. And when you do decide to sign up, uh, make sure to use the offer code disruption and get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for the show. And thank you so much to Squarespace for their support of disruption and all of Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. Squarespace. So... <laughs> Google um, blew it, y'all. They uh, blew it. Google is over. So you're gone. The iPhone. Yeah. Uh, there we go. <laughs> I just reflexively ignore everything Android related because I I have good in my soul. So <laughs> I, I shouldn't but say they're, that. They're, they're their like, old tagline was "Don't be evil." So yeah, yeah, I they did real good that. with that. Yeah, they did real good with that. Uh, <laughs> so it sounds like there's been a bunch of problems with the Google Pixel Two that just launched. Uh, mostly revolving around screen burn-in with the Google Assistant. So uh, they they added the Google Assistant bar at the bottom of the home screen, and apparently, much like the Cartoon Network logo on any parent of uh, of eight year old televisions, <laughs> it it burns itself in because it's there all the time, and it's causing it, it's just leaving the image behind. And there's also some problems with the color saturations and. Uh, apparently Google's coming out and saying that this is an issue with OLED screens occasionally, um, but they're going to be putting some, some fixes in software to fix it, but it doesn't sound like they're doing any sort of a recall or or replacing the screens that are affected by this. So I'm I'm proud of them for at least saying it's, it's not saying it's a feature. Well, you're holding it wrong, (laughs) clearly. Right. I mean, that, that's, that's the answer, but (laughs) So, so my my feeling on this is like I'm giving us some static. Do you, do you all remember the first uh, version of 27 inch IMAX that came out? Like this is a gorgeous computer at the time, uh, and they had like a yellowing problem. And I'll never forget, like, because I bought one, and all the Apple sites like, oh, the screen's super defective, and it's true. It's very true that if you put up this one website that would like really compare these colors right next to each other, if you squinted, you could see the difference on some of them. <laughs> and they they replaced the the thing. And 
Yeah, the, the, so the issue here is uh, like screen burn-in, and I will agree that like on the, the Verge and some of these other phones, like if you really, really squint, you can see what they're talking about. But at the same time, I do expect the software patch to address it. I think this is a tempest in a teapot. You know, it's clear that many phones are not affected. And y'all, like this is, this happens with the first batch of phones. Like I'm about to stay up until three three in the morning to, uh, to like get an iPhone 10. And like, I know something like this is going to happen to me too. So like, I kind of, I, I think it's fair to report on it, but I think it's like unfair to say like, this is a bad phone model overall, or you shouldn't buy it. Like they'll straighten it out. And, and they I have my the pitch fork, two years. Bri, I yeah. have a pitchfork. Oh, oh, I'm I sorry. I didn't away? mean to be reasonable. I can't use yes. my pitchfork now? No, no, let's go down to Google. We'll uh, incite some violence. No, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you save that for the Nazis, Georgia. You don't you don't right. say you don't save point for that Nazis. at Google. Yeah. I, right. I don't know. Like I'm like I'm looking at this tweet and it's like I mean, I see a little bit of something, but it seems like something that would be fixed with one of those screen scrambling programs or whatever that yep. have been I don't I don't know if they have those for Android. They probably will in a couple of weeks, but um, but it seems like it's something that doesn't look any worse than when I put a screen protector on my phone poorly. You know what I mean? Like yep. I don't. Yeah, but that you can take off the screen protector off your phone. Yeah, this is not that. Yeah, like, and I, they're not a tiny yeah. company. I'm just saying. Well, they're like, a small indie developer, Georgia. You know, like this is not like an oops. Like they kind of know about this. They've made a few phones in their life. Like yeah. it's just. Yeah. This is something they probably should have figured out. It's not going to make or break. They're they're going to be fine. I figure I'm I'm just saying it. I'll be the first person to say it. I think Google will be fine. This is not going to sink them. <laughs> Whoa, hot take, hot take on the show just, tonight. I'm going to be controversial. Yeah, I, I guess it just seems like if this was Apple, and I don't want to be that guy, but I will. Okay, um, you're that guy. I'm that guy. But if this was Apple, you'd have you know you'd have people in Congress speaking up about it and you'd be having, uh, you know, people demanding refunds and Apple feast being on the news every single night for a defect. And, you know, Google has something that I, I don't know how big of an issue it is, but it's clearly an issue if we're talking about it. And, you know, they're just going to, they're going to fix a software patch and hope for the best. I, I don't, you know, it just seems like it, there's, there's always this double standard with manufacturing issues but i guess we also don't necessarily hold android phones to the high to that high of a standard as apple products to break is that what you're saying Uh, yeah we expect google phones to break i'm not trying to be controversial well you know break with your data whatever steve said it steve said it I think there it's like it's like the tech industry, right? Like men yep. get five hundred and three chances to get their act <laughs> together and women get exactly one, two if they are a unicorn woman. So yeah. It's, <laughs> how, do you, it's how do you get to be a unicorn woman? Because I want that. I, I don't know, Georgia. You tell me if you figured it out. Uh yeah. No, it's Apple's definitely held to a double standard. Um, I guess I'm just saying, like, um, I've I have found some of the coverage about this uh hyperbolic and you know like i do do any of you use android phones because i do 
And no. well, or at least I did. Um, you know, now that I'm running for Congress, I would never ever use a phone because they're so freaking insecure. And I was on This Week in Tech a few weeks ago, uh, last week actually. And uh, one of the guests on the show with me was talking about how he was like uh, at an InfoSec conference and they used a Stingray and managed to hack every single Android phone there. And they got a little bit of, and his iPhone was largely fine. So, uh, yeah, it's like, I think being worried about a screen is not, I, I think they'll straighten this out, especially with the two year warranty. I think the primary issue with Google phones remains security. Yeah. And, and that you don't know how much of your data is accessible by the operating system, especially with something like Google yeah. assistant. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the, that's the main reason that I won't use an Android phone anyway. Like the screen could be beautiful and it doesn't matter because I don't, I just don't, I don't trust them with my data and I know how easy it is to use that data and collect it and, and mash it up with other things. And yeah. I just, I don't, I at least trust Apple enough that I'm not, I'm not worried about my data leaking out from the operating system. Like individual apps are a different story, but at least the operating system is keeping my data secure. Yep. There it is. Yep. All right. Um, anything else anyone needs, anyone wants to say about this or should we uh, Okay. Um, so so we don't have any questions this week, but we will um, we will of course be entertaining your questions and you can uh, send them to at Disruption FM on Twitter and the DMs and that are open. I, I or, do have a question though. Okay. Is it wrong for adults to go trick-or-treating? Like, if I no. dress up to get candy, is that wrong? You've earned it, See, Georgia. You put on that costume. Okay. See, okay. Georgia, here's my feeling on this, okay? <laughs> that Discount Candy Day exists yeah. for, for a reason. So you, when you're an adult with a credit card... I think that your your goal in life is to let the kids have their fun, and then on the November first, you drive up to Target at six o'clock in the morning as soon as the doors open, and you buy out all the jujubes at half price, and that you that's see, your that's, that's your reward. Fun. Oh, that's that's the fun most fun. It. There's two things I enjoy. One is taxing my children's candy. Well, that yes, you of course. That's, that's equal, the whole reason. That's the whole reason you have children. I that's just saying that's part of life, you know. Well, you, you have know, to check I it for razor have... blades with your mouth. Right, exactly. I have to taste <laughs> test every candy, and I might yeah. sometimes without asking them when they're at school. <laughs> um, don't tell them. Um, and uh, the other one is is dressing up, and uh, yeah. I don't know. I just, I, it's just I, fun. I just I just feel like going in and buying a twelve pound bag of Kit Kats for seventy five cents is a is more fun than having to put on a sweaty costume. But I, I you See, know, I just feel bad for Brie because Brie, you're too tall. That's true. I could get away with being a child. Like, no one would really know. You would have to, like, put your shoes on your knees. Well, I'm not going to go door to door. I mean, if I participate in Halloween, what I would do is dress up as Pennywise the Dancing Clown and just hide in the woods and then just stare at the kids. Well, yeah, then you scoop up all the candy that they drop when they're running away. Right. There's no law against hiding in the woods as Pennywise. And, I mean, that's legal. That is the most terrifying terrifying idea and i have not what yet about seen this? a movie yeah. and that's terrifying because i'm also six foot two so then i would just stand up in front of the kids like that would be awesome you know what would be really great actually is if you sat down and yeah. then when they got close you slowly stood up and just, <laughs> yeah you just kept on exactly. getting taller 
Yeah, that's hey, right. Hey, hey that's kid, right. kid, I got full-size Butterfingers down oh, here. Oh, I get it. No, 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 no. I get it. So yeah. then they scream and yell. They drop their candy. And you yeah. end up with the biggest haul. Yeah. You know what I really... You know what I really think about? Like, if I end up winning my congressional race, I don't know what the rules are in Russell Building as far as, like, how you dress up. But I think about this stuff all the time. Like, can anyone stop me from walking into Paul Ryan's office with my Nerf nemesis? Like, can anyone – could anyone stop you from doing that or, like, I just have, dressing? I wonder. I think that – I yeah. think that you'd probably be stopped. I think I wonder. Yeah. I bet you couldn't yeah. even go in there with a water pistol. Is my thought yeah. to it? Like I think even a water gun fight might be not allowed. What if I just dressed up as Pennywise and walked through the the Capitol building? Like, well, I think that most people that? would have fainted. I bet not. Yeah. I bet not. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't yeah. think so. Uh, stupid rules. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure the Secret Service would not like that very much. I think the days of of being able to dress up and just walk around for for kicks is kind of gone. I mean, I figure if you can't if you can't dress up in a costume at Disney World as an adult, you probably can't do it at, at yeah, the Cap- on Capitol Hill. Yeah, but they do it because of like proprietary reasons. Like, no, that's they don't. Ridiculous. No, they, well, no, they do it because they don't want to confuse the children. Right, because oh. if you have yeah. a better costume than men, what's, what's, yeah. that's ridiculous. Well, it's not. It's not. So anyway, we can we can have that argument. You're at different gonna. Times you are really. Ago. You're on Disney's side. I, I'm. Oh. I'm in Disney. I am. I am in the pocket of Big Disney. Yes. Oh. Okay. Anyway. Uh, but anyway, so if you have more questions like this that you need us to answer and, and give you wonderful advice like we just, gave, we just gave you here, you can leave us a voicemail at 508-418-3532 or uh, tweet with the hashtag DisruptMe or uh, send a DM to at underscore DisruptionFM. Uh, you can also find the website at Relay.fm slash Disruption. And uh, you can find Micah at Micah Sargent and at Chihuahua.coffee. You can... Uh, you can find me at Wicked Good or go listen to me, Yabber, about Hearthstone uh, at Off Curve or at OffCurve.com. And Bree, where can people find you? Uh, well, tonight you can find me. Before we go, I got to know this. Who's staying up to get the iPhone 10? Okay, Just I'm not me, doing it this time. I'm not doing oh, it. I Georgia. always do it. And this, I nope. am not sure about the uh, face detection. And I'm not sure that I want to have you to do that. Simone. So I'm going to. You and Simone feel exactly I, the same way. Not, oh my goodness! I, I really, yeah, I don't know. I'm really gonna have to wait. It's like a lot of money for something I may not enjoy. Yeah, and and my my general rule is I just don't buy first gen Apple products because I like to let other people find the bugs in them. This is like the wow. first one I have not bought. This is the first one in yeah. probably five years or maybe four years oh that goodness. I have not bought. Like I usually get the new gen looking phone, so that it would be the the um, iPhone 10, but. Eh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't my know. My phone works fine. Yeah, yeah. You know well, it. I'm obviously yeah. I'm getting the ten, uh, but I'm gonna go silver. And I'm gonna go max capacity. So yeah, I yeah. definitely to. go max capacity. But you're gonna yeah. go silver, right? Yeah, silver. Well, they've got real rose gold. You. Yeah, you can't get rose gold, so you just go silver. Yeah. 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 And and I mean, it's not like the faceplate changes anymore. So you know, it's just the <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah. Rose gold too. Yeah. Yeah, rose no, gold rose gold trash, you know? <laughs> me, Christina, uh, like we're living the rose gold trash lifestyle. It's very that's important. That's me. I'm so, with you. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. You're not alone. My watch is even rose gold. Yeah, I think you should go. both send them off to Colorwear as soon as you get them and have them make you a rose gold iPhone 10. Oh, amazing. That would be great. I, yeah. They Except were going to be doing can... a, a sparkle, holographic sparkle on mine once. Yeah. But I couldn't live without my phone. And then paint on a unicorn girl on the back of it. 
I love it. I love it. So anyway, I will have pictures of my uh, awesome iPhone 10 at Space Cat Gal on Twitter. And please do follow me there uh, on Monday for uh, our Wolfenstein live streaming. And Georgia, where can people find you? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) If you want, if you're dealing with anxiety and depression, you check out anxiety-videos.com or I'm on Twitter very rarely these days. Um, So that's Georgia underscore Dow. All right. And, uh, well, I can't ask myself to, uh, to send us out. So, Georgia, what, what should you have to say to the listeners? Kill me. <laughs> oh, God.